We are live in the 405. We are finally back after unpopular demand. Can't return this gift. We are back. Miles, how's it going? I'm doing good, Mike. What's good with you, bro? I'm recovering from the flu. I didn't have a flu game performance like Michael Jordan. It was more just sitting in bed. I don't know how he played through that. That he was a tougher guy than me. <laughs> yeah, he's different. That's hot, the goat, hot though. take. Michael Jordan is tougher than me. I know a lot of people <laughs> have been debating that for years, but I'm here to close that down. That's fair. That's, That's fair. fair. Now we know. Okay, now we know. Okay, but let's let's get into it. We've got a lot of stuff to catch up on, but we're not gonna wait in the past. We'll just talk about the last Thunder game in which the Thunder lose to the Boston Celtics. Miles, I want to know what is some good, bad, and ugly from that game from you. Well, I mean, a good that I saw at the game versus in Boston, it was good seeing Favors expand his game a little. I mean, you saw early throughout the game, he was knocking down shots, creating space on the floor for SGA and Giddy, uh, so they have more room to do what they need to do offensively. And it was just great to see him it's it's sort of he sort of looked like an older version of GRE for the most part. Like it was definitely great to see him go out there and prove that you know he's not just a guy that can just set screens, roll to the basket, and just stay inside the paint. Like he's trying to expand his game. So I mean that was great to see. Uh, a bad though would have to be the on the on the defensive side. Not only did Jason Tatum drop thirty three on them, but Schroeder went and dropped twenty nine, twenty nine too. Like. That can't happen. I mean, I'm fine with Jason Tatum doing that because scoring the basketball is just what he does. But Schroeder, first of all, Dennis, where was his energy when you played in OKC? First of all, I mean, I, I never saw that out of you. But the Thunder, they just gave so many points on the on the de- on the defensive end, and that that was the game was kind of one sided by the time the second quarter started, and you could just see it throughout the course of the game. They just left players wide open. But overall, this is just a poor defensive effort on the Thunder's part, though. And an ugly would have to be, I understand, you know, Shea is Shea. He he did what he had to do, but I just feel like his decision on that last play when he was inbounding the ball, it was just frustrating to watch. I mean, especially when you had Dort at midcourt and Bays at, in the corner on his left side, but he tried to force it in the middle to JRE. And, I mean, it just didn't work out for the most part. I mean, he had, they had a small chance had for coming back, the Thunder did, but it just didn't work out in their favor. I mean, it was – I expected more to say on the road in this game, though. But what about you? Yeah, no, it's going to be really, really hard to come back in games when you're constantly down by 25. The Thunder are playing better. They actually have the 13th-ranked defense in the NBA, which will help you stay in games. But, yeah, you can't get down by that much. You mentioned Jason Tatum going off. Uh, or actually, I'll start with a good first. Josh Giddy shooting was good. Yeah, hit he was four balling. threes. I mean, the starting lineup in general stopped, uh, shot really well from three. Bays went zero for three, but after that, Dort four for nine, Favors one for one, Shea three for seven, Giddy four of six. So pretty good from that lineup. I like all the shooting from there, um, but especially Giddy. You know, you see some off ball stuff from him. He was hitting some spot ups. He hit one off the dribble. Just like seeing him being confident and continue to take those shots. As far as bad, um, like I said, I'm going back to the Tatum thing. Miles, he shot 50% from the field and 50% from three. That's not good. 
That's not no. good for the Thunder. No. no. <laughs> like, the basket was just wide open for my and guy. And it's not like he went one of two on either one. He went 11 of 22 from the field and six of 12 from three. That's – it's going to be hard to overcome that. Right. And then you mentioned Dennis Schroeder. He would look unguardable out there. Lou Dort can only guard one person at a time. He needs some help out there. He went 13 of 22, 3 of 7 from 3. 29 points for Dennis Schroeder. And then Marcus Smart was all over the place. But there are some times where you just overmatched. And they played a really good game. I think they had – let's see how many assists they had. They had 28 assists as a team. So the ball was moving around. I mean, Marcus Smart was mad a couple weeks ago because they weren't passing the ball enough. I'm not going to mention the fact they only had Jason Tatum and didn't have Jalen Brown. That's right. why it fixed their ball movement problems. But, you know, they're playing really well. They're a solid team. They're really deep. But it's going to be extremely hard whenever your best player in Shea doesn't play well and then their guy goes out there and plays like a superstar. But it's not the end of the world. There's plenty of time. Um, and then the ugly, you know, it's happened over and over. It happened in Milwaukee. happened that night. Just getting down big in the first half, which – you and I both love the resilience of this team. They're always fighting back. It never seems like they're out of the game. But at some point, I'd like to see them kind of go wire-to-wire competitive and not have to claw your way back into it because it just makes it so hard because teams are so good now. And it's like this is sort of becoming a pattern when you see, you know, this Thunder team have to come back from 20 points, 30 points. You're not always going to win the game when you're down by so much. I mean – I don't I don't understand why this team likes to do that, but that's this has been a pattern that we've been seeing since the start of the season. Yeah, I mean it's a good thing that they have all these halftime adjustments. Like I know right now they're not playing with Coach Mark Dagnald out there. He's staying at home for the birth of his first child, I think, right now. Good luck to Coach Mark. So they have uh Dave Bliss, an assistant coach who's been with them for a while with the G League team, summer league. He was with the Knicks for a little bit. They're doing some different things. But yeah, it's just it's really bewildering to me how they can get down so much by uh, so many games in a row on some of these things but like I mentioned they have the 13th ranked defense so maybe some things will even out but Lou Dort can only do so much I think like we've talked about it's been a great thing with you know hashtag third quarter Shea but Shea needs to come out and score a little bit more in the first half and then maybe level it out in the second half exactly just as soon as the ball tips up I mean go at him from the jump attack the defense I mean if your shot isn't on that night, penetrate to the basket, kick it out to the wide-open person in the corner. You got a person who has a, a good shot in Josh Giddy. Lou Dort ha- is expanding his game. JRE. And, and showing that he can shoot. JRE is doing the same thing. So, I mean, you got, like, my favorite player, Hassan Whiteside, would say, we got shooters. Feel me? They got shooters. So, I mean, why not, to just, why not try to just be more aggressive from the jump? Yeah, trust your teammates, get out there. I mean, it hurt la- uh, the other game not having Muscala out there, but Ty Jerome played really well. They didn't have Trey Mann, but I thought they got some good minutes from guys off the bench, but it's an evolution, and hopefully over the course of the season they'll keep tightening up the bolts on that and get the job done. We'll see, we'll see. And then transitioning, um, I was thinking about how many great young players the Thunder have. You know, Miles, I have not bought a jersey from the Thunder since Kevin Durant was on the team. So, you know, a jersey is a big investment. Do you have any NBA jerseys right now? Right now, no. Okay. But I did buy a D-Wade jersey when he was playing for the Miami Heat back in 06. I mm-hmm. had my little, you know, swingman number three Miami Heat jersey. So, I mean, that was I always – I loved wearing that. I, I wore that faithfully. 
But yeah, like going to you saying, I haven't I haven't bought a jersey from from anybody in a minute. So I got a new jersey, Miles. Really? A new Thunder jersey. Who's you buying? So here's the thing. I was supposed to go to the Nets game with my little brother and my dad a couple weeks ago, but like I said, I had the flu, so I couldn't go. So they went anyways, and it was for my little brother's birthday, so I gave him some money to go get something and told him to buy me a jersey. He did not follow instructions. <laughs> I told him to get me a jersey. I gave him four players. I said, give me a Dort, Shea, Poku, or Giddy jersey. Just surprise me. And I said, get me, like, the jersey shirt because I'm not trying to pay a bunch of money. He bought me the jersey anyways and used all my money. The actual jersey? Yeah. <laughs> no. And I was like, you oh. had one job. He had one job. It's not just that. I said, also, can you get me the white jersey shirt? He got me a blue jersey. But now. Was that have, all they had? No. He, just, <laughs> he called me, too. <laughs> he called me. I talked to him. I said, this is what I want. He got the wrong thing. I even texted him to make sure. And he told me he didn't check the text because he thought, quote, no way that's Michael texting me about this. I got this, is what he told me. I'm weak. So shout out to Matthew. But I have, I'm the proud owner of a blue Josh Giddy Swingman jersey now. Okay, yeah. That's that's going to be your Halloween costume next year? What do you mean, breathe, breathe? You, have you seen the TikToks where he says that? No. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll have to send it to you. You got you got to get more on your TikTok game. I'm just not, I'm, I'm, I can't get into TikTok. You know, old man. Though. I'm not, but I mean, I just can't get into it. Man. We'll we'll get you on. Yeah, that, you're gonna plug our social medias on there. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, why I bring that up is because you know I mentioned there were like four different guys who I liked on the team who I could maybe get a jersey of. We have a great young core, so I thought it'd be a good exercise to go around the league and I'll just do this rapid fire. I'll name a duo of guys who are 25 and under, and you tell me if you would rather have Shea and Giddy or that combination of two guys. Okay. So this will be pretty simple. Uh, Trey Young and John Collins. Would you rather have those two or Gideon Shea? Mm, that's tough. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go Trey and JC. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. Your guy. Right now, I'm gonna have to go with Ah. That's tough. Right now, I'm gonna have to go with SGA and Giddy. Yeah, I, was, I agree with that. Fox and Halliburton or Shea and Giddy. Ooh, I actually like these these two teams. I, the, both of these two duos are young, talented, athletic. But at the end of the day, I'm gonna have to go with I'm gonna have to go with SJ and Giddy. That's yeah, just me though. I I like the age difference. I mean, De'Aaron Fox is a little bit older, and I don't think there's a super super high ceiling on Halliburton. I think he and Giddy could end up being comparable players, but I think Shea makes a difference because he's way better than Fox right now already. Right, he's more polished and more experienced. Cole Anthony and Mo Bamba. I'm gonna have to rock with. Right, if we talking about right now or over time? Over time. I'm gonna have to rock with SGA and Giddy. I was gonna punch you in the mouth if you said <laughs> Cole Anthony and Mo Bamba. Turner and Sabonis, the untradeable. You cannot separate Miles Turner and Demontis Sabonis. They've been trying to trade those two guys for 20 years. I'm gonna have to go with. Right now, I'm gonna have to go with Miles Turner and, and Sabonis. Really? Yeah. It's just they have more versatility, more athleticism. And I mean, although SGA and Giddy have a better shooting percentage than this than than this duo, but I, I just feel like you're gonna space the floor, get more shots, you're gonna get more looks at the rim between this uh that Pacers duo. 
I'll take the Thunder guys. I like them a little bit more than Turner and Sabonis, mainly because Shea has a higher ceiling than those other two guys. And then, like I said, they've been trying to trade one of those two guys for a very, very long time. They don't really know how to play them at the same time because their skills kind of overlap and things where they're both best positioned at the five, but you can't play them both at the five, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then after that, Tatum and Brown or Shea and Giddy. That's a pretty easy one. That's obvious. I mean, I'm going to go with JT and JB. Um, Zion and Brandon Ingram or Josh Giddy and Shea? I'm going to have to go with SGA and Giddy right now because, I mean, don't get me wrong. I just feel like BR and Zion, they just – they're great individually, but can they play alongside each other? I don't think so. Oh, and then you have the health stuff with Zion and – even um, B.I., I think he had a blood clot or an irregular heartbeat or something a couple right, of years so ago. Right, so he's kind of inconsistent right now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're, they're talented, yes. They're great, great players coming out. of Both of them actually came out of Duke. But, I mean, it's just I, I'm going to have to go with SGA and Giddy. Yeah, I think that's a close one. This one I like. Luca. An insert teammate or <laughs> Shea and Giddy. Because Porz- Porzingis is 26 Okay, is why I'm saying that. I was that. like, stop playing with KP like that, man. But, ooh, so this is like actually kind of tough. Jalen Brunson. We'll throw him in there. I think that's a fair one. Mm. Luka's tough, man. I'm going to have to go with – I'm going to have to rock with Luka and Jalen Brunson, though. No, I don't disagree. I mean, Luka's one of the transcendent – generational players in the league but that's how special Luca is that I can say Luca and teammate and it's you pick Luca <laughs> yeah I mean, Luca's Luca I mean, mm-hmm. he's gonna be the face of the friend face of this league moving forward so another young superstar Ja and Jaron Jackson Jr. or Shane Giddy. really do you want to put Jaron Jackson instead of Dylan Brooks I like Jaron Jackson more really Dylan Brooks been on a tear lately Dylan Brooks is discount dort Okay, if if the if you would have said Dylan Brooks and John Morant, I would have went with Dylan Brooks and John Morant. Really? But since you said Triple J and Ja, I'm gonna have to go with SGA and, and Josh Giddy. Yeah, Dylan Brooks might be the better player today, but I like Jaron Jackson Jr. Just kind of, you know, forecasting for the future, being a big body, six eleven. His dad played in the league. He stretches the floor. He's got to stay healthy and quit fouling. Keep yeah. your hands off of other guys. His shot is nice, though. I mean, it's a little unorthodox, nice. but he got a shot, though, for real. You make it. Who cares? Speaking of an unorthodox shot for this next one, LaMelo and Miles Bridges. I'm going to have to go with Airbnb on this one, though. I mean, I don't I don't know if they like that nickname or not. I like it. I think that nickname is tough, though, for me. That's nice. But I'm going to have to go with uh, Melo Ball and Miles Bridges. I mean, they. this is two young, two, two young talented players that – I mean, in, in Lamelo, he's this young talent, talented player. I mean, the spotlight's been on him since he was a freshman at Chino Hills, and he's just been constantly expanding his game. It's the fact that he's six eight, can see the floor at his level, and he's just so young, so inexperienced. I mean, he's making a uh, statement and proving that he's going to be the fra- face of this Hornets franchise. And having a player like Miles Bridges, who's expanding his game, I the ceiling is higher for this team. It continues to get higher and higher, and the expectations are getting higher, and they're definitely becoming contenders in the East moving forward. So I'm going to have to go with uh, that Hornets duo. They're kind of nice. And we just love supporting somebody named Miles. That's what we're about. (laughs) But uh, Miles Bridges 
Uh, he looks like he's on pace. I mean, he's really increased his scoring. Like, he could be a most improved candidate. And then LaMelo's completely transformed their culture and just the excitement around Charlotte. Can you name me another time where you're like, man, I can't wait to watch Charlotte before this? Man, there was a time where it was like, it was Kemba Walker, Jeremy Lamb, and that's it. Maybe Michael Kidd Gilchrist and maybe Bismack Biombo. It was just like, dang. Disrespect Cody Zeller like that one more time. Uh, who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't blame you. No, the Hornets have been bad for a while, but I'm glad to see they're back and they're being competitive now. Moving on, Booker and Aiton just made the finals. I think that's a pretty easy one over Gideon Shea. Give me the book and, and Aiton right now. How about this one? This one's interesting because you have um, about the same years played. You have two rookies and Darius Garland, third year in the league. And Evan Mobley as a rookie, or Shea and Giddy. You have Shea in his fourth year, Giddy in his first year. You see, this Cavs duel is kind of nice, though. I'm going to be honest I with you. I think it's close, though. So, it's close, but uh, I'm going to have to go to Cleveland. I don't blame you. I yeah. think that Evan Mobley has the highest ceiling of the four guys. That's just me. I just, I, and it's crazy, though, him coming out of USC. You didn't think you knew he was going to be talented, but you didn't know that his game was going to transcend transcend into the league this early on in his career. So I mean, this is great to see how Evan Mobley's game is just how he's become so dominant early on in this in his career. So no, I'm really surprised. I knew he was a really good shooter and a ball handler at his size, but we've talked about it before. Young teams don't defend, but he's come into the league and been a defensive stopper as a four who can rove and play defense and just kind of switch on to guys and allows Jared Allen to sit in the paint. I really like that pairing. I didn't think I would initially, but Cleveland has proven me wrong. Also, we can't – we need to talk about Darius Garland more. I know he's undersized, but my man's is nice. Darius Garland is very nice. Like, I understand. I, I was – I wish I would have seen him more when he played at Vandy. He but, only played like three right, games. Right, yeah. but I mean, it is what it is. I understand he was like, injured or whatever, but – I'm glad that we get to see him do work in the league right now. So No, it's a shame that Colin Sexton has got uh, got hurt, but I think this opens up some really fun lineups for them because now you can go uh, Garland, Rubio, Okoro, Mobley, Allen. I think that that's nice. That's a pretty good lineup. So you're not even going to mention Taco Fall, bro? So you just not going you just going to forget We're about moving Taco on. Fall, We're moving bro? on. Okay. <laughs> Scotty wow. Barnes and OG Ananobi or Gideon Shea. Mm. Another rookie. I'm going with Scotty Barnes. I'm, I'm an OG. Hey, I, I'm gonna have to rock with. I, I rock with the home team. I look like Florida boys. I, I gotta. We gotta represent. Feel me. So that's why I'm gonna have to go with Scotty Barnes and OG on this one. I think this is a pretty even one. I'll, I'll take Shea and Giddy though. I think the OG is kind of like stagnated. I don't know how high his ceiling as a player is. You have two elite defenders though, for sure, and guys who can shoot the ball. Good, well enough, but um, especially if you have a coach like Nick Nurse, he's going to put them in good spots. They're going to be very, very successful going forward. Toronto's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. And then I have two more for you. Cade, and then you can pick the other guy. Do you want Sadiq Bey, Isaiah Stewart, Killian Hayes? Jeremy Grant's 27. Dang. I was going to say yeah. Jay-Z, but ugh. Let's go. I'll say SGA and Giddy. Yeah. That's just me because I feel like SGA ceiling is a little bit more higher than Cade's, just a little bit right now, but I'm going to have to go with this Thunder Duo. 
Cade's been really, really good, though. Right. Turn it around. We're very happy for Cade. We are day one Cade Cunningham supporters around here. I mean, ever since he dropped 40 on OU, I've, I've been a fan. I don't know about Shout you. Shout out Saulmeyer. Cade like, is the total package. He's <laughs> handsome. He can shoot it. He can defend. He can pass. He can handle. Shout out Cade. And he's 6'8". And he's 6'8". Is that with the afro? I think he's like 6'6 now. <laughs> and then the very last one, close to home, Josh Gideon Shea or Bam and Tyler Hero? Next question. <laughs> I, think it's, Man, I think it's a good one, though. That's a good one. I mean, you got – what's crazy about that the, this matchup, three out of four of the guys that you named came out of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So that's crazy on that part now that I think about it. But mm, I'm going to have to go with – I mean, Tyler Hero's been on the tear right now. I'm going to have to go with this Miami Heat duo. I don't blame you. They have the core of a team that went to the finals. I mean, Jimmy Butler's not included in that, but Bam and Tyler Hero were, as you know, I don't need to Key tell pieces. you. They were very instrumental in that run and doing some things. And Tyler Hero looks like he's back to being bubble hero. With that little snarl that he had. Doing some different <laughs> things. Yeah. But I think Shea might have the highest ceiling of the four guys, but – Bam is what a new age center should look like. And then Tyler Hero's out here cooking guys, hitting shots. And I really, we've talked about this before. I like his role on the team of just go out there and score. Don't worry about playmaking. Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler will do that. Just go out and score. Listen, like you like come off the bench, you know, you could get a feel for how the flow of the game is actually going. And when you go when your number's called and you check in, you already know which spots you're gonna hit, like where you're gonna get your shots from. How are you gonna get the ball coming off the coming off screens, and how are you just gonna create shots for your teammates? So, I, I like Tyler Hero's role, though, most definitely. Have you heard the nickname of Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson? Isn't it like the what? What was it? I don't know. I so don't you know. have the Splash Brothers in Golden State. I have heard them called the Splash Crackers in Miami. Whoa, I I, ain't, I don't I didn't claim that nickname. That's kind of I thought that was hilarious. No, nah. nah, it's not good. Nah, Splash Crackers. <laughs> That's kind of, nah, we don't we'll, claim that. We'll, we won't do that. We'll, we'll find a different one. We'll yeah. wait till next week. I you, thought their nickname was the Chainsmokers, though. Is it? I thought it was. Do they like, look they, like those they, guys? They, yeah, they kind of oh. look like them, so. That's probably a better one anyways. Yeah. We'll just forget we said that. <laughs> and then um, transitioning, great transition here. Hawks and the Thunder play tonight. Um, Shea is day-to-day. I want to say that before we get going because – Obviously, people are going to be mad if we don't talk about Shea and then he just, or if we act like he's going to play and then he doesn't. But I want to know what are you looking forward to in this game or some key factors going to this one tonight? Well, I mean, if Shea is going to play, this is going to be a great matchup at the guard spot between him and Trey Young. Both these guys came out of the 2018 draft class together and have made huge strides since then. I mean, it's going to be fun to watch. Both of them exchange buckets with one another. Hopefully, Dort can take on that assignment and slow down T.Y. for the most part. And this is going to be fun to start, uh, especially at the five matchup. Who is who is going to be that starting big man to match up against the Hawks big man, Clint Capella? I mean, that pick and roll, uh, that pick and roll offense that him and Trey Young have, it seems to be a matchup, a matchup nightmare on the defense for every person on the defensive end. So, I mean, I wonder how the Thunder are going to try to stop that. And also, you kind of have to understand that the Hawks have won four straight. I mean, they're currently trying to build momentum and become a top seed in the East. But we'll see how this plays out, though. And you mentioned they've won their last four against four really good teams. That's what I'm saying. Milwaukee, 
Orlando, who's been playing well. They're not a great team, but they've been playing well. Boston, who just beat the Thunder. And then Charlotte, who's one of the better teams in the East. So they're kind of bouncing back. They start out really, really slow. I'm with you, though. Um, you get Trey versus Dort will be fun. I mean, we get the obligatory Dort versus your best player matchup. That'll be fun. Um, obviously, you get... Trey Young, guy from Norman, who gets to play against the Thunder. It's in Atlanta, but still, I'm sure he wants to beat his hometown team. You know, I'm if Shea doesn't play, let's just assume he doesn't play since you assumed he would, I'm excited for Point Giddy for an entire game. I think really? That, I think that could be a lot of fun. The Thunder aren't winning that game, but just the idea of, you know, because they're trying to get him to play a more off-ball role when Shea's in there, you know, to try to get him more adjusted because he's never played off-ball. So I think it'd be fun to see him as just a high pick and roll guy for 48 minutes and see what that looks like for this team because there are going to be stretches in the future where they stagger both those guys where it's going to be Giddy and Shea just taking the ball handling duties. So I think it'll be nice to see what Giddy does for a whole game and just what other guys step up to fill the gaps if Shea is out for a game. Let me ask you this, though. Let's say, for instance, Shea, is, Shea isn't in the game. Kay. He's not going to play. Who would you want to insert in the, in the lineup against this Hawks team? That's a good question. I think you might want to go with Kenrich just for more defense and more sh- – well, actually, you you need him off the bench. You could go with somebody like Ty Jerome because Giddy and Dort kind of make up for that size. Okay. Shea is not a great defender anyways. He's not somebody who's going to get embarrassed, but he's not locking people down anyways. But maybe having Ty Jerome out there just as another floor spacer if you want to go space to like pick and roll stuff. Where you have, like, this is getting me excited. You get JRE out on the wing, Dort out on the wing, Ty Jerome out on the wing, and then a two-man game with Baisley setting the screen and Giddy, you know, handling the ball. I think that would be really fun. Bays has not been shooting really, really well, but if you can have him as a more of a lob guy because he's more athletic than JRE, I think that could be successful. We'll see what happens, though. I mean, it all depends on if Shea is going to play or not, but... We just, I, I mean, obviously we're not expecting a win in Atlanta, but we'll see how this, we'll see how this game goes. We'll see if it's up to the Thunder. I think they'll err on the side of caution and rest Shea for one game. One game's not going to change that much for him. I know that he wants to play. I mean, he was fighting with the trainers to make sure that he got back in the game the other day. But at the end of the day, Shea is the most important asset on this team, and they're going to be careful with him because you don't want a situation like Anthony Davis and Zion where guys are always hurt and it's always up in the air about things. You want him to be healthy, and you want to make sure that he's here for the long run. Most definitely. Next up, we had some beef stewing in Detroit with the Lakers. That's a good one. I like that. Isaiah Stewart, beef stew as he is known by his nickname, was at the free throw line boxing out LeBron before LeBron swung, hit him with um, a wrist to the face, and broke Isaiah Stewart out. Uh, bleeding, I think, around his mouth, his eye a little bit. Didn't look personal or in, like it was intentional by LeBron, but still a pretty dirty play. So I just want to know what you thought about that because Isaiah Stewart was pretty hot about it. Both guys get ejected. Russell Westbrook gets a technical as well. Let me start by saying Isaiah Stewart has just earned himself a platinum-level Menace of Society badge. I mean, I don't know if Bron meant to hit him in the eye or not, but – he did try to, like, say afterwards, hey, bro, my bad, I didn't mean to do that. I mean, and then it just took the whole coaching staff to co- to contain Isaiah Stewart. 
And it got to the point where he wasn't just trying to fight him. It looked like he was trying to – he was determined to even go further than that. And, like, he was just constantly going after Braun. I mean, that was just wild to see, though, honestly. I mean, it was, like, from every angle that was that was showed on Twitter about, like, the whole incident that happened, it was just crazy from, like, every view, like, even in the nosebleeds, like, center court. It was just insane. But shout-out to Cade Cunningham for helping out and stepping up and trying to calm, it, calm down his teammate. But it was just – insane how that whole thing just came out i mean i don't like i said before i don't know if uh braun tried to do that or not but it just it was just crazy i mean and i wonder how far he got when he was trying to go to like the other side of the tunnel and meet and meet them meet the mm-hmm. lakers on the other side i don't know how that was adam silver out. met him out there he said no but it was just like what are you thinking bro like i don't i, I don't, obviously this isn't a what are you doing moment because we aren't playing that game yet but what are you doing what are you doing why why are you trying to why are you trying to fight lebron this is the face of the league right now why are you trying to go after i don't know bro but it's crazy because both these two teams play again in la this this upcoming sunday so we'll see how that plays out though they even play the knicks i think tonight or yeah. tomorrow That'll be really interesting because the Knicks are here for the smoke. They want it. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's kind of crazy. I mean, I, one of my first things I thought about was, do you think anybody would have gone at LeBron like this like five years ago? No. No, not even a little I bit. think there's a change of the guard coming here. I don't think guys are scared of LeBron anymore. Why, though? Like, I think he's just in a different chapter in his life and his game. Like, He's not going to go out there and just kill you. Like, his game right now is a lot more perimeter-oriented than it used to be, where he would go out there like, he's not in Miami anymore or that second stint in Cleveland where he was just barreling the rim through guys and getting the line a bunch of times. It seems like he's settling for more jumpers. But you never want to see violence in the NBA. We like the physicality, but we're not trying to see malice in the Palace too in Detroit. I'm sure all of the Detroit Pistons staff was very scared something like that could happen, guys getting upset, but... Like, bro almost ran – He no, he not almost. He ran over an assistant coach yeah, to he, the floor. It looked like bowling pins, and he was a bowling ball. No, he, for real. Yeah. Like, Do not mess with Isaiah Stewart. <laughs> Isaiah Stewart is not the one. And then, uh, finally, did you see Russell Westbrook out there looking like the Fighting Irish logo the way he was he spread up? <laughs> I, I heard that somewhere and thought it was hilarious. Bro, I saw that, and I started dying. I'm just like <laughs> – But we all know Russ is like that. We know Russ – you know, Russ is, you know. He's going to defend his teammates. Right. He's not one of them. So, I mean, it was it was just funny how his stance was when he was trying to, when he was being held back. That was just hilarious to see. Though. He's being held back by an assistant coach, and he's 10 feet away from somebody, <laughs> and he's ready to throw a punch. I don't know how long he thinks his arms are, but we're, we'll always support Russell Westbrook. Uh, did you see him in the post game whenever they asked him in the interview about getting a tech? Bro was like, how do, why did I get a tech? He's like, just wrestled being Russell. He's like, what? What do you mean? How did I get a tech? Bro, that was hilarious. Though. It was just like, because why did he get a tech? That ain't made no sense. They said he was an escalator. An escalator? Like, he didn't make the fight go down. He made it, like, the, he made it more intense and more guys getting frustrated. So, out of all the people on the court, you just want to point the fingers at Westbrook. They said that he was trying to, like, get more fighting out there and not trying to be a peacemaker. Interesting. I'm just the reporter here. I don't – it's not my opinion. This is just what happened. My bad. Don't shoot the messenger. And then finally, um, you know, we have Thanksgiving this week. Before we get into this one, what is what is the best Thanksgiving food? 
best Thanksgiving food is not turkey. Really? Yeah, right now it's not. Turkey nasty, bro. It, it depends on who's making it. Man, give me sliced turkey on a sandwich any day. I'm not tr- going to sit there and eat a whole turkey. If we being honest, though, best Thanksgiving food, this is a good question. I'm going to have to go with... Uh, so what's on your plate? Give me like three or four things. You know, I'm a simple man. Give me the greens, beans, tomatoes, potatoes, lamb, ram, hogs, boy, you name it. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. But um, on my plate, just give me the mac and cheese, you know. Give me... I need the greens, the little string beans. Give me... Ooh, give me... I like that mac and cheese and yams combo. Feel me? So, and... Ugh. You missed give, me the some, num- give me some ham. You missed the number one pick. What's the number one pick? Dressing. Thanksgiving dressing. I almost threw up on his microphone. Really? God. You don't like that? Like I said, I'm a simple man, bro. I don't I don't want to be doing all the extra shit. <laughs> I'm not somebody who likes my food mixed either. That's like the one food that I like. Um, but there's some good turkey around. You're you need somebody to make you some good turkey. You got you're out of here right now. I'm listen, I'm just calling it how I see it, bro. Turkey is not that good. If I get a turkey leg, okay. At a carnival feel me, but I just can't do a whole turkey. I got a turkey leg at the state fair a couple months ago. I am still recovering from that. It was covered in bacon. Ooh. I, I I was not up to that challenge. I'll tell you right now, I was not hungry enough for that. Wrapped in bacon though? It was wrapped in bacon. That thing was bigger than my forearm. Ooh, that sounds good though. It it was really good, but yeah, as far as Thanksgiving foods. But yeah, what's your what's your favorite? What's on your Give me dressing. Um, we get some turkey from somewhere that's actually good, not dry, tasteless turkey. You gotta season your turkey for sure. Get it uh nice and good. Uh mac and cheese, of course. I give me some cream corn or something like that. Um, I said dressing, ham, and then just any type of potato, we'll take it. Mashed potato, whatever it is, scallop, doesn't matter. Now after you clean your plate though, what is what is the ideal dessert? My grandma makes this chocolate sheet cake. Okay. It's very good. It's all chocolate. It's got some pecans in there, so it's like fake healthy. But that that's where it's at. What about you? Man, give me banana pudding, bro. Ooh, I could go to sleep right now just thinking about that. That's great. Oh, my God. But, yeah, banana pudding. After I've finished, like, two bowls of that, you might see me knocked out somewhere and just – I might wake up again and give me another another bowl. So that's just what it is. That's what Thanksgiving is about. Yeah. Hang out with family, eating until you're sick and you go and lay down. Also, don't put any cranberry sauce near me. I don't want that. Yeah, we don't want that. (laughs) Thank you, Mike. I don't know who cranberry sauce is for, but it's not us. It's not for me, bro. (laughs) But to get back to what the original point was, what are you thankful for in the NBA right now? I feel like we have a pretty good – it's a pretty good time to be alive and have and be an NBA fan because thing, things seem to be pretty good if I can speak English. Man, I'm just, I'm just thankful for hoops being back in general, man. I mean, you got to understand back in March 2020 when the Thunder played the Jazz almost two years ago, y'all got to understand this is something that happened 30 minutes away from where we're recording. And then – Next thing you know, the announcer got on the mic and said tonight's game was canceled because someone tested positive for COVID. And ever since that happened, the world just completely shut down. I mean, then there was a point on there was a point in time when every time you turn on the TV on ESPN or NBA TV, you would just see reruns of just old games. I mean, not just old like just not just 
games that happened like two years ago. We talking like old, old games. Like I was literally sitting there watching Larry Bird versus Bernard King in the 1984 Eastern Conference semifinals. I mean, that was insane. But then you saw the NBA decided to finish off that season inside the bubble in Orlando. Uh, a couple of players decided to vlog it throughout their whole journey, like JaVale McGee and Matisse Stiebel. Shout out to them, but and also giving the giving us fans a glimpse of what it was like to live and play inside the bubble. I mean, it was just cool and all, but you got to understand, like, these players are humans too. Like, they probably were going through things physically and mentally, being away from their friends and families, and just playing with no fans in the building. I mean, after games, they would just – after games, they would just shower – hang out with a, a friend or a teammate that they had on the team or whatever, and then just head back to their rooms. Like, that must have been boring for them. But overall, that was just a great ex- – that was not a great experience, but it was just a different atmosphere to experience for them. So to go from what life was like two years – almost two years ago to the NBA going back to normal with players being healthy, fans in the stands, it's, it's just great to see. So that's what I'm thankful for. What about you? Continuing off your point, I mean, I'm definitely thankful to have basketball back. Um, not just those guys playing, but they did a lot for different social injustice causes and things like that, which we're obviously here for. Um, you talked about it, fans being back. I mean, fans weren't allowed in Thunder games for all of last year. So just being able to be in the building and go to games has been so much fun. Some other things I'm thankful for, the Bulls being good for the first time since Derrick Rose was on the team. Just the Bulls being competitive has been a lot of fun. I really like this team. Um, I'm also thankful that we are not the Kings. <laughs> we are not Kings fans. I'm saying this because You're I haven't. Terrible, okay, bro. well, listen to the stat. Luke Walton was fired this week, right? Luke Walton has the second best win percentage as head coach in Kings history. Did you think Luke Walton Dang, was a good for coach? Real? Yeah. You think Luke Walton was a good coach? I didn't. That's no? how that's how bad the Kings are. Dang. That's why I'm saying thankful I'm not the Kings. For the people who are like, oh, the Thunder are taking this sucks so bad. Go look at the history of the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> Their greatest moment as a team is whenever they got rigged out of a game against the Lakers. Another thing, I mean, I'm thankful for these new foul rules with the James Harden, the Trey Young rule, guys jumping into each other. I mean, James Harden got like 20 free throws the other day against Orlando. He had 30 points. I think he went 20 of 21 from the line. Just cla- just classic James Harden. That's a classic James Harden uh, stat. I did not know that. Um, Another thing that I'm thankful for, just being a Thunder fan, that we have a culture and a plan of what we want to do. Shout out the Rockets, who have <laughs> none of that. Shout out the Pelicans, too. Shout out the Pelicans. I mean, we texted during the – Rockets game, I said, the Thunder are not, they're playing bad right now, but the Rockets are playing bad, all cap. <laughs> this Rockets team is embarrassing. It, it is. It, they are not good. At least the Pelicans can land, uh, they can lean on. It's like, oh, Zion's hurt and Brandon Ingram's hurt. It's like, you have all your guys. You're choosing not to play John Wall. It, they don't have a point guard in their roster, and do you know what would really help? A point guard. It's if only you had a veteran, somebody who's been to All Star games and been to the Eastern Conference final, like John Wall, somebody like that on your roster to play with those guys. Oh wait, you do have him, and you don't play him. And you got Eric Gordon too. So. Yeah, Eric Gordon too. You have some nice guys who can help these guys out. But Jalen Green looks like he's playing in an AAU Invitational out there, just doing whatever he wants, which I don't think creates the best habits. I just feel bad for like Houston sports in general, though. Like all their pro teams is just. Bad to say so to least. Like, 
Wow, man. Shout imagine, out to Ace Town, though. Imagine losing Deshaun Watson and James Harden within, like, a week. No, for real. Like, <laughs> Ace Town, my and then, prayers goes out to you. Then bro. your baseball team cheats. Exactly. Like, man. They won a championship, though. I'm not feeling too bad for them. And they cheated. Yeah, so. We'll yeah. see. Do you have Shout anything else that you're thankful for before I get my last one in? No, actually, I'm just glad to see Hoops back, really. That's all I'm, I'm grateful for, so. Well, I did some thinking about this. I am thankful that the fun warriors are back. Facts. The Facts. fun warriors are back. You know, we were robbed of Super Steph for a couple years because of Kevin Durant signing with them. I mean, we obviously didn't like that being Thunder fans and just for parody of the league. But watching Steph go out there and being his superstar self like he was in his unanimous MVP days has been a lot of fun. No, for real. I mean, you got to understand, this was – like, in 2015, this was a time when, like, Steph was that guy. Like, he was seen as unreal. Like, the stuff that he could do, shoot from anywhere on the court and just cash it with ease. I mean, it was just exciting to see. I mean, going like, if you look at that team that they had in, like, 2015, 20, 2014, they had sort of, like, similar pieces. I mean, obviously, and. Andrew Wiggins is a little bit better than Harrison Barnes, to say the least. But, I mean, you got to look at the rest of this roster that they have right now. They got a lot of pe- people that are, like, stepping up and playing big roles and holding it down since since, since that uh, Clay's been out. So, I mean, you got, like, Jordan Poole, Otto Porter Jr. You got Gary Payton Jr. You got Toscano Anderson. Like, these are guys that are showing, showing out right now. So, I mean, I'm excited for them. Shout out to Mitten. Gary Payton Jr., the mitten. But, um, yeah, it's been great to have them back. Draymond's been a lot of fun to watch with those guys. You get Andre Gudawa out there teaching some of their young guys some things. And then banking off that, Clay Thompson is almost back. He's a couple weeks away. Honestly, if I'm the worst, I wouldn't even rush it, man. Like, No. Just just hold out. Stretch it to the all-star break. You know, I, that's what I want to see. I just want to see Clay 100% ready to hoop again he just comes back and he hasn't missed a beat that's what the clay thompson i want to see everybody's a big clay thompson fan if you're not then you hate puppies you don't like clay thompson <laughs> you don't like ice cream bro. yeah get out of here you are no friend you don't of like ours. your mama bro yeah. like come on now but um clay you know the last time that he played was two years ago at that time anthony davis was still a pelican russell westbrook and paul george uh, george were still on the thunder Kawhi leonard was still with the raptors just pretty crazy. That's insane. Uh, Jimmy Butler was with Philadelphia. It's just crazy for him to come back. Uh, he comes off an ACL and an Achilles. Shout out New Medicine, helping him out. But we hope he can come back because we are all Clay Thompson fans. Yeah, we ready for that other sl- that other splash brother to come back most definitely. Last but not least, in terms of thankfulness, I'm thankful for parity. We don't have any super teams who are running amok, who are just dominating everybody. We thought we might with the whole thing in Brooklyn, but then Kyrie drops out, which brings their team back to earth and a little bit more fair. But I'm transitioning to ask you, who are the teams who you think can actually win a championship? Because like I said, with this parody, it feels like we have more teams who have a chance than usual. By the way, I actually like that transition, by the way. That was kind of tough how you did that. Okay, I see you, Mike. But honestly, it's up in the air at this point. Right now in the East, you got the Bulls, Nets, and the the Wizards, who are the top teams. I mean, if I had to pick anyone from the East, I'm going to have to go with the Bulls. I mean, that group of talent that they got over there in the shy, it looks unstoppable right now. And I'm hopefully 
they they are the main that they hopefully they make it in the Eastern Conference Finals for sure. I definitely got them in the, coming out of the East. And and out west you got the Jazz, Golden State, Phoenix of course. But I have to go with the Warriors on this. Overall, they look great, like we mentioned. Just the way they play basketball and the way they share share it and play as a unit, they are fun to watch. I mean, it's only a matter of time when the other Splash brother comes back out to 100%. Then it's really wraps. I mean, but I'm going to have to go rock with the Warriors winning the championship right now. Yeah, we're going as is right now because there's obviously the thing. It's like so-and-so can make a trade. Uh-huh. I mean, Damian Lillard could go to the 76ers for who he who should not be named here. But, <laughs> um, like, obviously something crazy like that happened. But we're going as is with the rosters now. You really think the Bulls could make the finals or win it all? I have them going into the Eastern Conference Finals. Yes, what, most definitely. What teams from the East do you think you can win, uh, can win it all? Because you can name more than one team. I have three teams from the East and two from the West that I think can win a championship. You want to name mine? You want me to name mine or you want to go first? You can go first. Who are some teams who you think have a legitimate chance to win it all? Out the East. Out the East, and then you can do the West. I, I thought I named them. It's, oh, uh, yeah, you said yeah. the Warriors, Suns, Jazz. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And what out are, the East, I said the Bulls, Nets, Wizards, and I'll throw in Philly and Miami. You're missing one team. The Bucks, bro. The defending champion Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, I – I don't – I'd take them over Chicago, Washington, or Philadelphia – their guys just haven't been healthy. Yeah. I mean, you have Giannis, who's maybe the best player in the world. That gives you a pretty good chance. Yeah. Drew Holiday is a great defender. Chris Middleton's playing well. Grayson Allen's shooting the ball really well. Brooke Lopez hasn't been necessarily healthy. But they got the monkey off their back in winning the championship last year. I think they're playing with nothing but confidence. But in terms of the East, like I mentioned, I've got the Bucks, the Nets, and then your Miami Heat. I think those are the three best teams in the East and could come out winning a championship. Them goons. Yep, and then out west, I've only got two teams. I know you mentioned three, but I've got the Warriors and the Suns. Utah's still missing something from me. The Lakers are a train wreck. Denver and the Clippers, I think they could get there, but those guys have to come back healthy, being Kawhi Leonard and Jamal Murray, which that's a big if with both of those guys coming off. I think ACL tears for both. But we'll see. Um, but like I mentioned, I think this is a great time to be an NBA fan because you really don't know who's going to win a championship. This is not like a few years ago where it's like Laker, or it's um, Warriors-Cavs every year. Like We have a lot of different matchups that can happen. Nobody saw Atlanta coming, going and being in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. No one saw the Suns even making the finals last year as a possibility, but it happened. I think that we are in position for some really meaningful basketball coming up in this spring. I'm excited for it, bro. It's it's literally like a toss up as to who can take take home the Larry O'Brien Trophy. So we'll see what happens. Well, I mean, we've had to kind of reestablish what the expectations are for a championship team because if you think about it, like the Lakers won a championship a couple of years ago in the bubble, Milwaukee won last year. But those teams, like in my head, because I've been so conditioned by these super teams, you think they're not good enough. But we have to like almost reestablish what how good a championship team is now. And I think that we're in a good position right now just because there's not a team with three superstars anymore. Like when you're trying to match Clay, Steph, and KD or Kyrie, Love, and LeBron, like you, we mentioned earlier, it could have been that with the Nets guys, but with Kyrie dropping out for now, it looks like it's pretty even playing field from all these teams. And I think about anybody can beat about anybody. 
Yeah, and I mean, just going back to that that period of time when all you all you saw was Cavs Warriors, Cavs Warriors, Cavs Warriors. I mean, life was a little simpler because I mean we didn't have you know COVID or none of that other stuff, but it was just boring, man. At that point, it was just literally like LeBron versus Curry, LeBron versus Curry. Oh my God, it's like the same thing over and over again, right? What we're seeing right now is like talent spread it throughout the league and not everybody joining super teams and just literally seeing you don't know how things are going to turn out in the playoffs who's going to lose to who who's going to uh beat who so i mean it's just great to see though and then we have a lot of young guys who are coming in the league who are playing important basketball like i mentioned trey young john morant and the grizzlies are coming for one of those spots he is tough luca is on the way uh, we mentioned Lamelo is on the way. Yes. Jason Tatum is out here. Like yes. there are a bunch of young guys who are going to make their place in the league, and they're going to upset somebody who's favored over them in one of these series with a bunch of veteran guys. It's just the league is just so exciting right now. I'm, I'm happy for it. I love to see I'm it. I'm very excited. Uh, but and then finally, before we get out of here, we got to get a picks update. I am on my way back, Miles. What's the update? Six and four for me, you are eight and two. You are two wins ahead of me. Okay. It is not impossible. I am trying my best here. We are clawing our way back. We're like the Thunder. We we start out, you know, we're down by a lot, but you know, we're coming back. Okay, okay. So uh, the games for this week, we have the Lakers and the Knicks and the Nuggets and the Blazers. Who do you have in Lakers-Knicks? Bing bong! I'm rocking with the Knicks, baby! <laughs> Yeah, give me the Knicks as well. I think that there's a good chance that LeBron could be suspended for that game as well because whenever you get ejected after something like that, usually another game suspension follows. And I don't think that the Lakers are in a great mental state to go over and play those goons in New York and Julius Randle and all those guys. I think they get the W. But it's crazy, though. Like, there was a point in time where I used to hate seeing the Knicks play on primetime television when they weren't good. I mean, but I'm all, I'm all for it now. I mean... It's just crazy how there was a point in time where they had faith in Frankie Nilakina. Like, no diss to Frankie, though, but, I mean, from seeing that to this squad that they have now with R.J. Barrett, uh, Julius Randle, Emmanuel Quickly, D. Rose, I mean. They're deep. Picking up Kemba in the offseason, that was a great pickup for them, by the way. They seem like they finally headed in the right direction. But, I mean, it's not going to be easy, though, I feel like, what we saw last night in AD, he looked sort of immortal last night, dropping 30, 30 points, 10 rebounds, and five blocks. But I feel like I feel like the Knicks are going to take care of business on their home floor, though. Mm-hmm. What about you? I agree. I mean, I love the bench mob lineup from New York. You get Obi Toppin out there, Derek Rose, Emmanuel Quickly, Alec Burks, Taj Gibson, a lot of guys playing well. They're just throwing out a bunch of bodies out there. And you know Tibbs is going to run those guys to death against a Lakers team that probably doesn't really want to be out there. So I've got the uh, Lakers losing that one to the Knicks. And then finally, we get Nuggets Blazers. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is going to be out for the time being. He's got a back thing that's acting up. We hope that he can end up being healthy, but he will not be playing tomorrow night. But who do you have in Blazers Nuggets? I'm still rocking with the Nuggets, man. I feel like last time these two teams played each other, Jokic dropped 28-9-9 on his home court. And completely just dominated on both ends. I mean, proving why he deserved to win MVP. And it looked like Portland just had no answer for him. 
I mean, it's not it's not going to be a walk in the park, though, this time. I mean, you mentioned earlier, like, MPJ could be out with the rest of the season with a nerve issue in his back. And, I mean, this is a Portland team that's slowly figuring things out. And it's just going to be interesting to watch how this game progresses. Both these teams, you got, y'all got to understand, both these teams have a record of 9-8 and eight and are showing that they can be a top team in the West. But overall, this should be an exciting game to watch between these two clubs. There's only one way for me to come back. I have to disagree at some point. I would rather take the Nuggets, but we are in here for the long haul. you got to take shots, Miles, so I'm taking the Blazers here. Okay. I, Dame, it's time. It's time for Dame time. It's time for him to do something. We need Yusuf Nurkic to guard Jokic somewhat. Uh, Denver's been, you know, they've been losing some games recently. Jokic has been kind of in and out in the lineup, but... Hopefully, uh, Dame can go out there and score. I know he's had some hard times with Aaron Gordon on him, but hopefully he can get it all straightened out. You know, C.J. McCollum is about there playing well. Uh, playing well. Nasir Little's been playing well. As also, uh, Larry Nance Jr. has given them something as a small ball five. Hopefully they can play him in some more lineups. But it's Dame time. I Hopefully Dame will go off and get me back in this. We, we need something. Hopefully. We'll see what happens, though, but... It's going to be great to watch. Yep, for sure. That's going to be all for us today. Thank you so much for being patient with us and me being out with the flu and not having a pod for a week or so. We are so happy that you all listen to us and support us on our social medias. Make sure to follow us at the Thundergrads on Instagram and at the Thundergrads on Twitter. Miles, do you have anything more to say before we get out of here? Man, hope y'all have a safe and happy Thanksgiving. But other than that... We are the Thundergrads. You are now dismissed from class.